We do have theme music now. That I know. I just did it. Sure. I mean, it was kind of close, actually. Really? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I've never heard our theme music. Yes. Y'all think I might be lying, but I'm not. I don't listen to our podcasts. What? Yeah, we are late with this one, folks. We apologize. You know, we, we you know we planned to do this. We had planned our schedule, and then literally the first episode that weekend, uh, we have a bridal shower. So, you know, wedding takes priority to this podcast. You know, I guess that's a fair thing to say, but uh, it did it did happen. But you know, we're here. Typically, we're going to try to get these out like on Monday, but. You know, things happen. But uh, I'm excited because we're, in fact, got the very first episode of Survivor Season 45 out in the books. Um, I just remember I left the, the post-it note of who our teams were. Uh, we'll get to that, folks, oh. throughout the show. Um, I have my team. I figured you did. But uh, let's talk about, let's review and give our thoughts on episode one, season 45 of oh, Survivor. I didn't decide if I'm dropping anybody. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. There's a lot of discussion about teams, specifically my team. Yeah, Ryan's team sucks. Yeah. And uh, yep. I picked really well. Yes, I would say so. I'm, well, there's some that like we haven't really seen too much of yet. Yeah, but so I'm like, do I drop them or not? Let me go Let me go get the, the post-it note real quick, because I want to talk about that. While real... you're out there, can you also get my brown notebook? Because that has my initial notes from the first episode. Sure. So I'm going to entertain You didn't the bring that at all? This is from episode one. I'm saying from the very first Oh, one. I see, I see. Okay, well, tell the people what did you think of the first episode of Survivor. Um... First episode, what did I think about it? It was fine. Uh, There's a lot of sass. A lot of sass in these episodes. Um, In this episode, I don't know what the fuck Sifu is doing. Uh, Yeah. I don't know what to... Okay, so while he's gone... I don't know what the fuck to do with my team because I think I have some good people and then I have like three people that I don't I don't I haven't seen enough of. And one of them I think is already starting to bug people. So I don't know I don't know what to do. And that is why you always um check your toilet paper for shit. Right, before back. you pull up your pants. I'm back. You missed nothing. That's all staying. You have to listen to it. Uh, I, I think it's a whole lot of nothing, but that's okay. It's all staying in. Um, uh, all right, yeah. So uh, to to recap, everybody, uh, before we get into the episode one review, what we do here on Survivor Series is we picked teams of five based solely off of the interviews that were given by the Written eighteen interviews, participants. Not video interviews. Correct. Written interviews. There were they did publish video ones. But we didn't watch them. Why didn't we watch them? Uh maybe we'll watch them next year or something. Uh so our teams were for Jesse, you had Sabia, Katora. Which I think is Sabaya. Sabaya. Yeah, I didn't really get I think I feel like people said it both ways and I was trying to wait for her to say it. Yeah. But I don't think she said it or if she did I didn't catch it. And then Katora, Jake, not Jack, Jake. I was right. Uh Drew and Jay Maya, and on my team I had Brando, 
Hannah. We'll get to that. <laughs> Brandon. We'll get to that. <laughs> Caleb and Julie. It was also the episode we found out which teams those people were on. I think yours was a little bit more diverse in that sense, but we'll get to all these people as we continue. So those are the people we're kind of rooting for individually. Uh, I might have lost faith, but again, we'll get to that. So episode one, we introduce, we are introduced through various interviews with the cast for some of the cast. I have various quotes from different people to sort of get some flavor. We had Drew, a member of your team, saying uh, a bunch of stuff, including the quote, I'm probably the smartest person that's ever been on Survivor. As a team member, how do you feel about that? Okay, I didn't know he was Ivy League, and if I had known he was Ivy League, I might not have picked him. Uh, Well, based on the other things that I've written down, combined with the fact that he was Ivy League, I probably could have predicted that he would say something like that. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Drew. I didn't get enough of him. No, we didn't see a lot of the red team. Well, we'll, I can't decide. We'll, we'll figure that out as the episode goes. Um, Katora, she says, I can't tell anyone I'm a lawyer or I'm out. So that was kind of like her uh, precursor to her upcoming strategy. Emily. <laughs> oh, Emily. Uh, one of her many quotes. It's a complete waste of time if I'm not the sole survivor. It being the entire reason she's here, the survivor. So I mean, her- we knew that Emily was not going to get along with people. Yes. I feel like that's the first thing I thought of the one of the very first things she says is that her entire experience out in the island would be a complete waste of time if she loses (laughs) bold um uh jake says that if he's win he's moving out of his grandma's house sifu we find out he's a musician and a tai chi master all right um sean says he's here to reclaim reclaim lost time sean who the hell's sean the principal. The school principal. Oh, yeah. What do you mean by that? I don't remember what he meant by reclaim lost time. As like a kid? Because he manages a bunch of kids? I, I don't get the context. I don't know. I, I'm wondering if it was taken out of a context of like talking about like maybe he came out later in life and he like didn't get to be himself. Because he was also came out probably when he was a principal already. Maybe. I don't know. Because they kind of cut around it. Yeah. So it was hard to tell what the context was for that. There was also Kelly... She said something along the lines of, it's a smile on my face, but a dagger on my back, because she didn't want to be uh, stabbed in the back by a friend. Um, I just have the word C. That's what I get when I don't write this down and just use my phone. C, S-E-E, maybe it's autocorrected to something else. I was made for this. It's the only chance. D, maybe? D, that, it's probably D. D, I was made for this. It's my only chance. So that's a bunch of quotes from different people, and we officially start the show with Jeff on a boat. We start the season. Um, Jeff, of course, inter- does some more interviews of the different casts. Austin says, I just want to do everything. Sabia says, I know I'm probably the strongest person in my tribe. This is not, you know, in front of Jeff. This is uh, uh, BTS, not BTS, in an interview. Uh, Kendra, I'm obsessed with my tribe. The vibes are immaculate. <laughs> exactly how we expected Kendra. I think I think Sifu, Kendra, Emily, really, especially... I think we really nailed our vibe check. I thought I nailed the Brandon vibe check. And then oh, you yeah. picked him for your team. And I was like, okay, Ryan, <laughs> yeah, go was, for the underdog that here. Was rough. Um, so Jeff uh, welcomes the cast to the new season. And he says that there has never been this much energy in a cast before. He explains that the game has changed a bit, but it's still the same as season one. 
Uh, he then talks to Brandon first, who immediately gets emotional and says this has been his dream. Um, Jeff welcomes Bruce back to Survivor and wonders what, ask him something along the lines of, you know, do you think you have an advantage? You know, what sort of advantage do you have uh, since you've kind of started a day one before? Uh, and Bruce says that he really has no advantage compared to others because it's only been a day. He did one challenge where he got uh, very injured, went back to the camp, and then got that night scuttled off to the unknown. So he really doesn't have an advantage compared to everybody else. Emily, <laughs> our lovely Emily, immediately calls Bruce out and and, st- and he says, asks Jeff that she wants to push back on that, saying that he's been prepared before and came prepared again and knows how to get prepared again. Uh, Emily says he's very contradictory in that sense. And also that, I, I mean, okay, Emily, <laughs> there's, a lo- there's a lot about Emily. Immediately, Emily, there's so much to talk about. But she's there. not wrong. Like, mm-hmm. the initial experience of coming to the beach or whatever for the first time and, like, seeing for the first time in person what you're up against yeah. has to be some sort of an emotional experience, like, whether it's stress or excitement. And, like, you're dealing with all the butterflies there of, like, the whole time leading up to it, you don't know what's ha- going to happen. Mm-hmm. You kind of know, but you've never physically experienced it. And then they're probably they're going into a challenge, probably like still trying to take everything in yeah. and like acclimate to that they're finally here and like make that click in their heads and stuff like that. And like Bruce kind of already had his time to have that happen. For example, kind of a plot thread that goes out throughout this episode is Hannah and Brendan or Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, two people that were like very taken back about how hard survivor is, how hard the challenge was, how hard camp life was. They were not prepared for this. Bruce had at least that day yeah. before. So he, he has an advantage in that sense to to really know like, oh, this is kind of what it's like to be in survivor. Yeah. I don't remember if his team won or not, um, back last season. Uh, but he, he had some no, sort of idea. Tika. Yes, he so was on Tika, win. so they definitely didn't win. But, like, yeah, like, you know how, like, when you have, like, a, a big event or, like, an interview or something, and, like, if you've never been to the place before, a lot of the anxiety is, like, the experience of, like, parking your car and figuring out where to go, and, like, there's a lot of stress there. And if you just, like, sometimes they'll tell you, like, if you can go ahead of time and see where you're going to be, then it'll make it a lot less stressful. And I think, like, Bruce kind of had that. Yeah. Where, like, he got to go and see ahead of time what it's going to be like so he knows what he's getting into. Granted, he doesn't have, and what he uses as his defense is, he was only there for a day. He doesn't have the full, what, 26-day experience. But the first day when they're all in the same playing field, they're not because he does have that experience. Yeah, and it brings up this idea is, is one day of Survivor enough experience to really start again? Like, did Hannah get... Could Hannah come back and have a better time? Can any day one vote come back and have a better time? You know what I mean? Like, is that enough of an experience for someone? I wouldn't say that it's like an incredible advantage. Agreed. But he can't argue that it's not an advantage. It's not nothing. He was trying to say that, like, I'm just like all you guys. I didn't get very far. Which is completely fair. Very political answer. But I agree with Emily's point that it's not nothing. That being said. It downplays the fact that he's going into this prepared. That being said, Emily... Her approach 
is so aggressive from the I jump. I mean, at least she did mention she was aggressive. Yes, she did mention that in the interviews, but this is her first time with the whole cast meeting who she is. This is her first impression. And the first thing she does is, I don't believe this guy. I think he's kind of lying and contradicting himself. Uh, and I think he does have an advantage. And I don't think we should uh, listen to what he says. I don't trust him. Like, immediately yeah. at the jump, it's like, I don't know if I want to work with that person. Because she's so aggressive about it. Yeah. Though it is great for editing later when he's like, she's speak- he's speaking like he has authority. He's like, I don't. I'm just like one of you guys. But then every time they do something on the beach, Bruce is like, well, from my experience, you want to do this. And you're going to want to do this. And you're going to want to do this. Like, he definitely... I'll also say that Emily is fantastic television. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. And she definitely sees through Bruce's bullshit. Um, yes. Did she, did maybe she not approach it in the best way for her relationship with everybody else? Definitely Possibly. Not. <laughs> I would say not. no. <laughs> yeah. Say no. Knowing later that she's going to continue that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I I think she's. I think that's a no. I think you kick. You kick, I wouldn't work with her at all. Um, other talking point. Uh, so we get the names of the teams. Red team is Reba. Yellow team is Lulu, and blue team is Bello. We then get unveiled the challenge. Two players have to empty a crate of rope and sandbags to find a key. The next pair jumps off a ship off the ship to a boat. Uh, to then row out and get a key, and that remaining pair... Uh, oh, sorry. Go row out and get a key, come back, climb up the ship. Uh, once they're there, the remaining pair goes to unlock poles or whatever from this tower so they can kind of get uh, two bags, one of which may have the flint in it uh, that they need to win the challenge. Um, so what do you think about this challenge, Jess? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't follow it very well. Not that it was, like, complicated or anything, but, like... There's, yeah. It's just, uh, fine. It was fine. It's the things fine. happen. Like, they swim out and then swim back? So they do the They, they do swim the ropes out and then the they row bags. back? Yes, they swim out. That felt kind of pointless to me. It just No, I don't think they swim out. I think they jump off, get in a boat, row out, get a key, row back, and then climb. Yeah. If I recall correctly. It just seemed kind of dumb to me. Do you think you can do it? I think I would be extremely tired if I did the rowing portion mm-hmm. or the swimming portion. I think I could do portions of it. Uh, I don't know if I could do it well. <laughs> I don't think you do it much worse than other people on this show. Yeah, it just seemed like kind of... To me, it felt like a challenge if we really want to use the barge. So yes. how do we use <laughs> the barge? We, we, incur- we got this how barge. Because like, if they didn't jump off the boat, it'd be like, why didn't we just do this on the land? So they had to. So I. F- it felt like the workaround was. Oh well, they'll just swim out and boat back. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. felt kind of dumb. I don't know. That part felt really dumb to me. So uh, of course, Reba's team, the red team, empties their crate first, gets the key. Yellow, which is Lulu, is next with Bruce, sort of taking it easy. I don't blame him. Yellow, Lulu, they were in last place there. Or not. Sorry, uh, Bello, Blue is in last place here. Bruce sort of taking it easy. Don't blame him. We don't want him knocking his gourd against anything. Um, on the boats, Lulu get to their boat first, and Brandon is super struggling on the ladder. You have to get out of the ladder and climb, you know, get out of the boat, climb back up the ladder, up the barge. Brandon is struggling incredibly hard. At one point, he says, like, he just straight up says he can't do it mm-hmm. um, and just not 
can't even, just can't even, I don't know what's happening, but just can't do it at all. Uh, Blue eventually, Bello eventually passes Lulu and gets to the third stage as well as Reba. Brandon says he can't do it. He just falls apart and has to crawl to the finish. Wait, who was the teammate that? Sean Sean. was with him. Sean does it immediately and is really trying to get, convince Brandon, let's keep it going. But Brandon's like, I can't do this. I'm not good at this. I can't do this. He says, I think at one point he can't swim. Uh, or something, or you know, his anxiety eventually takes over him uh, so much so that it becomes debilitating. He eventually does uh, overcome it and climb the ladder. He gets onto the boat. He crawls to the finish line, uh, and I wrote down here, dead weight, because this guy's on my team, and that was, and I, look, anxiety is can be a very debilitating thing. This is the first challenge, and if it's true that he can't swim, why did you pick this one? He It might not have been that he doesn't know how to swim, but yeah. I think at that point he was kind of having a panic attack. Yeah. So it might have been that he felt like he couldn't swim or he, like, didn't. Sometimes you, like, you know, it's like if you can't stand up anymore yeah. because you're having yeah. a panic I don't want to be mean. I don't think that he doesn't know how to swim. I think sure. he, he wasn't able to swim sure. in that moment. I don't want to be mean to someone that suffers from anxiety, but if your anxiety is that bad and you're coming out to Survivor, you he can't do this. You he you that this is first this is challenge 1 yeah. and he and he cannot do this physically at all, uh, mentally at all. How is he going to last? What did he think he was getting into? And obviously, he didn't know what he was getting into, as we find out later in the episode. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be mean, but it is like, there are other spots that people could have done better. Anyone could have done better. I could have done better. I get being anxious yeah. and being debilitating, but it is so frustrating because it is like, what did you expect? Well, to be fair, it's like, again, this is the effect of showing up and confronting what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Which we've talked about, like, is an advantage for Bruce. Is also a disadvantage for a lot of people, especially the first challenge. Like, he might do better. Yeah. He might get better. It might be the shock of the first day that is, like, overwhelming. Yeah. You know, you'd ever know. It's a definitely... A, that first challenge is definitely, like, separating the men from the boys sort of saying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think Brandon was put into the man column. <laughs> I think he was certainly put in the boys' column. Uh, eventually, we get to the polls with the Flint. And Red Team Reba gets their pull first. Uh, unravels their pull first. Gets their bag. It's the Flint. They get the first win. Uh, so, for the losers, the team chooses two people to go on Sweat versus Savvy. Uh, Brandon says he's sitting out on sweat. So Lulu sends Sabia and Caleb. Blue, which is Bello. I wrote down Blue and Bello because I couldn't read another name at the top. Are Brando and Jake. So what did you think? From State Farm? Yes. Did you have any other thoughts about this first challenge? Um, No. I just thought the whole like jump out boat thing was a, was dumb. Because it just felt like a, a let's tack this on so we can have an excuse to use the barge. Well, yeah, you have this cool set piece. You got to find something to do with it. Yeah, but like so find something better. Game. Find something better. So pessimistic. It it really felt like the laziest add-on. Do you have any positives about the challenge? Um, Didn't like it at all. Um, was there a puzzle at the end? No. Didn't, How did it start? Uh pulling rope and sandbags out of a cage essentially oh yeah yeah, yeah. 
You don't like this. It's okay. Just like say you didn't like this challenge. I don't like this challenge. Yeah. I don't like this challenge. People, set dressers worked hard on this. Did no? They? Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Folks no, at home. No, I think the set dressers probably worked hard. I want to know who designed the game. First episode, Jessie comes judging everybody. This episode, she's judging, you judging asked me to judge the puzzle people. makers. The puzzle makers, the set dressers. I didn't judge the puzzle makers. There were no puzzles in this one. Wow. <laughs> Back from commercial, Jay Maya uh, uh, on the Re- on this is the Reba team, uh, says Reba is stacked. Uh, with a combination of brains and brawn, and now that they also have their supplies, she expects they'll do very well. They this all- is the new. Uh, this is kind of like the equivalent of that other, the other tribe. Uh, mm-hmm. What should we call? Of course. What should we call? That's a, the the Fijian word. What should we call? What should we call? Uh, they introduce themselves to each other. It's kind of standard, basic stuff. But Julie on my team. Uh, who uh, says that she doesn't reveal that she's an attorney. I believe she just said she was a stay-at-home mom or something like that. Yeah, can we acknowledge how there are... Let's see. Let's look at this real quick. Um, one, two, three attorneys. Mm-hmm. And Jake is the only one that tells people he's an attorney. Yeah, because he's new, too. He's a new attorney. Yeah. Um, Dumb. Drew ends up describing two sides of himself: the introspective Drew and the extrovert Basile. Bastille. Uh, I believe it was just Basile. I thought it was Bastille. Uh, I feel like you're wrong because you're wrong about the other things. Why are you being so pessimistic, Bean? I don't know. I don't know. Where's it's the positives? Like... <sighs> How do you feel about Drew? Based I don't on... know. Okay, because like, listen. Flipped page. He's. You don't like Drew. <laughs> I no, I don't know because like in theory, I haven't seen enough to know is he going to be good. He didn't tank any challenges, right? Mm-hmm. But he did say uh, that he's the smartest person here, and that doesn't but, feel confident to me. That feels cocky, arrogant. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. So this is this know. is really the most of the red team we get. This I episode. don't know if I if I should put my money on him. I think I think it's a safe option because we don't know any more than him, so it's hard to get rid of a guy like I that. I also think maybe Jake I might get rid of. I don't know. Yeah, he I would I would I would say that. Uh, on the Bello tribe, the blue tribe Bello, uh, Bruce is excited to start again. They talk about Emily coming in hard, just dunking on Bruce. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce says to camera that he wants to be the crazy drunk uncle. And he tells them he doesn't, uh, he tells specifically to his tribe that he doesn't want to be the dad uh, and tells them the biggest, and then continues, he says he doesn't want to be the dad. Then cue the biggest montage of him dadding. He says he, the the biggest waste of time is working on pond fronds. Weaving pond fronds is the biggest waste of time. And he goes full on dad mode and his tribe doesn't care for it. Kelly and Kendra get along very well. Uh, plus, uh, who was the other one? Katora, I want to say, was the other one in that group. Um, despite Kendra's weirdness. Kendra's definitely weird and out there, and she admits it, but they still get along. And Kelly even says that Kendra's a little weird, but they still get along, sort of despite that. Um, any thoughts on Bello in that emotion, mo- immediate moment on the campsite? Bello is the yellow team? Blue team. Blue team. So that's not Emily. No. And not Bruce? It is Bruce. It is Bruce. I'm so confused, man. 
It's the first episode. You have time to learn. I know. Uh, I think... It doesn't help that Bruce is also donking on Emily in this moment. And I also seem to remember this being an issue with Bruce in the last season. I vaguely remember that, too. He... Of him going dad mode? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a, the dad, but he's the dad. And he did. he's doing the exact same thing because he thought that was a good idea last time. Uh, yeah. He... But he, but he, his tribe didn't like him doing that. So no, he, his but he tribe he didn't, didn't know. like him. He didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm that. I'm just waiting for that them to get over or to get tired of that. Um, Seems like they got tired of it immediately. I like. I don't know. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, I think this Kendra Kelly. Katara dynamic is interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Kendra clicked with people a lot more than I thought she would initially. Yeah. Um, I feel like she's like a a, a, a level of fun. It's a well, weird she's fun. Well, she stand-up comedy. She did for two years. So that that tells you. I think she bring, she's bringing like a level of fun for this tribe that I think uh, they, you know, day one, you, you know, you sort of get attracted to that idea. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's longevity in that, but that is a thing. I'll accept it in the meantime. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see how long Bruce lasts with his tribe. Same before they get annoyed. On Lulu, micromanaging. On Lulu, the Yellow Tribe, Emily thinks it's weird that Caleb and Sabia volunteered so quickly. She's very nervous and paranoid, and thinks that nope. They're doing it on purpose for some reason. Also, note the, the there's an I also wrote down as a note here. So they showcase on the when Reba came in that there was some like uh, symbol stuff on their tribe sign of Reba. Is it because they won? Do you think they like ran over and stuck uh, a sticker on there? I don't know. Maybe I I wonder if there's other signs or other things on the campsite that has similar symbols just in different things. But I don't know. And I, I think we'll have to find out with other... Like, I, like my point there being, like, I wonder if this is sort of like the cage gimmick where it's, like, each thing has, like, sort of different stuff that you have to do. Um, yeah, but, like, this was... that The cage was all pretty much in the same spot. Yeah. But that idea of, like, there's, yeah. there's stuff you have to do for it. Um, uh, so she's very nervous, and I just want to point that Lulu didn't have it, so maybe it's on other things. We cut to Brandon. He feels very embarrassed. He was welcomed back... Um, from medical, because, you know, he was fine and everything, but he just had a lot of anxiety, and he feels very anxiety-ridden. Uh, Lulu has no clue how to start a shelter, making Sean nervous because this is day one. They don't know. No one has knows how to do a shelter. I believe he says Brandon's just sitting there recovering from his anxiety attack. Uh, Hannah is just sweeping. Is this Sabia's tribe? And yes, Caleb? this is Sabia yeah. and Caleb. Yes. Emily is just and like dunking Sean, on everybody. Yeah. And then Sean's like, I don't know what we're going to do here. Because Sabia and Caleb are gone. Sabia and Caleb are gone. And at so this it's point. just Sean. Yes. With kinda, a bunch of children. Ironic. <laughs> uh, he's trying to put everything together, but you know, it's hard to build a shelter with three people who seem kind of uninterested in that yeah. task. I, uh, I wrote down Emily, useful pessimist or annoyingly paranoid? We shall see. A, a pair paranoid paranoid no wait Par- that's that's already a word yeah. uh i thought I, 
For half a second there, I thought I was incredibly smart. I thought I was Shakespeare himself. We go to Sweat versus Savvy, except it isn't Sweat versus Savvy. This is Sweat and Savvy, because each tribe has to do both challenges. Sweat, you have to move 40 logs of various sizes 200 yards across the beach. And then once they've done that, they start the Savvy. Which is to, there's this big old sort of like circular pole sort of maze gimmick. The flint is attached to a string, which is attached to this whole maze. And you're trying to get the, the rope and the mate and the flint and everything out of the circle maze. And so instead of choosing which one they do, they gotta do both? It seems like they wanted no one to get it. That was my read as well. I fully read that as the producers were like, we have to make it harder because it was seemingly too easy last several seasons because everyone passed. And then I think they made it they way too hard. Overcorrected. But I wonder if they did that on purpose of like they didn't want anyone to get it. But then like, I don't know. It kind of like caused drama at camp. Yeah. And also like the whole conceit of this is like, you know, you can win back your Flint, but not having Flint it makes it harder. They want it to be a harder season and stuff. But everyone was getting their flint, like, basically day one, just, like, slightly delayed. So it kind of, like, went against that whole idea. Mm-hmm. So a good way to work around that is, like, well, we have to make Sweat and Savvy harder. Yeah. And their decision was, let's just have them do both. And it turned out to be way too hard because um, everyone starts working on those logs. They feel exhausted, and they're worried they're going to all be out. Uh, both teams are dying over the challenge. Caleb is super impressed by Sabia. Uh, Brando says he almost fainted multiple times, says there's an unspoken agreement between the brains of uh, him and the brawn of Jake, Jack, Jake. Jake. Um, Lulu eventually finishes the sweat first and they move on to Savvy, but Bella was not far behind. Both teams super struggling with Savvy and seemingly both don't complete the challenge because they don't complete the challenge. No one gets their flint here for Lulu and Bello. Um, That's disappointing. It's like when you put that that much time and energy into it and then just like nothing. It should be stated. The whole thing is they had to complete both tasks in a specific amount of time on a a, uh, sand timer. So I think it was like an hour maybe. Well, and the reason I think it was like overcorrecting and maybe on purpose is because not only did they introduce two new mechanics to it, Mm -hmm. as in, no, there were three, right? Well, so it's already timed. Yeah. I think Sweat last time was also timed, maybe. It's, they're both timed. Yeah. So it was timed, right? hmm But instead of just, okay, let's do Sweat and Savvy and it's timed and see who wins, they're now competing against each other. Yes. Right? Yes, as so well. So if you really did want to, like, make it harder, but somebody to win, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have done all three of those things. Yes. You would have done Sweat and Savvy... And it's timed, and then maybe one of them doesn't get it. Or just do sweat and savvy, or, and whoever wins first wins. Right. So, like, the fact that it's all timed, and they're competing in, like, the same place as each other, and they're doing both, makes me think they didn't want anyone to win. Yeah, I should I should have said that. Previous seasons, they go off to their own camps, and then they do sweat and savvy here, you know, and do it individually. Here, they're actively competing against each other. And it, it was... And it's whoever, the first it, one, right? It was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the very first one who gets it wins it. No yeah. one ends up getting it. So, like, you could have done whoever does it first with no timer. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Or you could have done 
like individually with a timer so you're not competing against each other you're, you're pacing yourselves yeah but the fact they did all of that makes me think that they didn't want anyone to get it yeah and i, and I, I can understand where the producers are coming from there like this idea of like uh you can either either one person gets it or no one gets it those are the only options I, there's something there that is intriguing because yeah, but you, the fact, you want it to be harder. You don't want both teams to get it, seemingly. Yeah. But the fact that they made it hard for even one team to get it. Yeah. I think it's, it's a little too yeah. hard. Even if you just made the logs like 20 logs instead of 40 or 30, you know, just make it a little bit easier. I think they would have been you know, way better because they really did not have a lot of time at the end of the day for the savvy part. No. Um, da, 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 da. Uh... Bello is back at their camp. And oh, we're done with that? Yeah, did you have any thoughts on yeah, the Yeah, I have seven? thoughts on that. Please hit us. Uh, no, I don't, they're dumb thoughts now at the I, end. Please hit us dumb thoughts. I just, I dumb, just was writing on. things down. Let, let me set okay? this up. Dumb thoughts with Jesse. Um, Spy is a good teammate. She is. Determined. Mm-hmm. Freaking determined, which I love. But also a good teammate. Like, just watching her and Caleb... Like, even, I think even Caleb was, like, impressed by, like, Tobias' determination. But, like, she was, I forget exactly what she was doing, but there was, like, a point where, like, she came back, or just, like, unspoken, just, like, helped grab her log or whatever. Like, yeah. she's just, she's, she's determined to do the thing, but also was, like, there for her teammate. Yeah. And I just appreciated that. Because uh, sometimes in these initial challenges, you got one person just doing everything or picking up the slack, like, Jake having to carry a whole ass long log and Sean not helping him. Like, dude, guys, do that together. That's a two-person log right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- yeah, that was annoying me. There was obviously logs that were one person and two person, and people would just do the two-person one by themselves. Yeah. I was like, don't do that. Don't work together. What are we doing? Yeah. That, was, that, that, that in fact, did, did bother me. Um, any other, any other uh, random thoughts? That is all for Random Thoughts with Jesse. Random Thoughts. Random Thoughts. These are her thoughts. Jesus. Terrifying Joseph. Sorry, I didn't know what to do there. Holy moly. I don't have a mute button. That is true. Jesus, terrifying Joseph. (laughs) I just picture like... uh, Jesus hiding in like under uh, like a rock or something and jumping out at Joseph. Like... Ah. ah, Jesus, terrifying Joseph since year 2380. AD. Yeah. Whatever. Um, all right. Uh, let's move right along. So, um, Bello are back at their camp, and Brando and Jake return and tell them that no one got anything. Uh, Lula comes back, and they say the exact same thing. They say that no one got anything, and Emily, Emily immediately, immediately, thinks they are lying and think they got a reward specifically just for them. So she's immediately against them from the jump. So fucking paranoid. Which, like, I understand when people are like, hmm, I wonder. But she's like, no. No. Yeah. They, they're lying. Yeah, she immediately... It's assumes. not, like, it's not based on anything. Okay, all of Emily's paranoia, it, which will come out later, too, um, is based on nothing like she just and we touched they touch on this in tribal just assumes that like She's, caleb and sabaya are the strong ones and like i love how sabaya like danced around that why do you just why do you just put us in that category yeah 
Uh, and then... It feels like she is, um, automatically assumes the worst of everybody. Yeah. But especially, like, Sabaya and Caleb. And yeah. And you have to wonder why. Uh, and then she... So she doesn't even base it on anything. Right? It's like they say, you know, nobody got it. And she's immediately, like, from her... They're lying. Yeah. Like she's not basing it on how they interact with people. She's not, like, observing them at camp. She's just immediately like, they're lying. Yeah. Which, it's not like, hmm, I wonder if they're lying. It's they're lying. And then, like, from that moment on, it's determined that they are lying. Yeah. And then also, the, they're the strongest ones in the tribe, which they might be. But it's just weird how she says it. How she approaches it and, like, comes to that conclusion. I, I'm a little skeptical. Yeah, um, I didn't like I don't like that from I her. didn't like it either. And we have that continued thread throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, Hannah and Brandon uh, have a conversation about how they both hit their wall and they don't want to build and I wrote this on all caps their shelter. They have hit a wall and they don't want to build their shelter. The thing they are going to sleep in tonight. But at least, like, they had that moment together, and they could console each other. Yes, because also, they both start they crying. Didn't, they didn't build a shelter. They both start crying about how hard day one of Survivor actually is, and they bond over it. That's great. That's fantastic. And then they don't build the they shelter. End up, uh, they don't show it, and I wish they did, but it seems like they don't end up sleeping in a shelter at all and just sleep on the ground. It's, like, nice if they have that moment. They're like, okay, well, um, let's, you know, get through this together. It's, like... So you're not going to build a shelter and I'm not going to build a shelter? They do bond over it and showcase them working together on different things. But it is very much, like, not helpful. You know what I mean? It's very much not helpful. Yeah. Um, So that was incredibly disappointing. As a person that has both of them on my team, uh, incredibly disappointing to see. Um, Back from commercial break, on Bello, Kelly, Kendra, and Katora all decide to align together. Kendra says that she wants to vote out Jake because he's a lawyer, uh, which Katora was so happy she said. Which is good she didn't say. Because she was like, that was my strategy. I'm so glad that I have someone to pawn it off on. And she starts immediately putting all the heat on Jake of, oh, you're a lawyer. Oh, what do you know? Oh, I don't know any lawyers. How does that work? How does this work? Trying to really show clay- showcase the... Uh, uh, lawyerisms, I guess, if you will, uh, of Jake, and to really put that on, as the kids say, blast. As the kids say. Um, so good on her for uh, good strategy. Good strategy, honestly. Um, back on Lulu, they're still building a shelter. Uh, <laughs> this is day two, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Sabia feels like they are doing their best they can, but Emily keeps dogging on them. They're all annoyed by her, and Emily can't really stand them either. There's a whole conversation with them about aliens. Or no, if the pyramids are what the pyramids are for. Built, uh, yeah. What they were built for. Has Emily ever had fun? <laughs> like, I just need to know. Like, what? Did you have fun? Do, do we, did we ask what she did for fun uh, in, the, in the thing? Uh, uh, no. What was her, what is Emily's hobbies? What is her hobbies and uh, her pet peeve? Well, we know where her pet peeves are. Everyone, seemingly. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just don't know with, the, with, with her, you know. 
you know, folks, it is what it is, I guess. Um, moving on to the next bit here. Um, Da, 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 da. On Reba, we get a, just a little shot of them. Sifu is looking out for his advantages. Uh, his tribe make, goes looking for him, and he is literally hiding from them. They yeah. showcase what a the shot of him. What the fuck is Sifu doing? I don't know. I don't know what this guy's doing over here. He's actively hiding from his teammates because he doesn't want to be found over this. Oh. Which I guess is fair. Oh, do you have her? Do you have her hobbies from the interview? Yep. Do you want to know what Emily's favorite hobbies are? Uh. Reddit. Uh, <laughs> doting over my cat. All right. Playing video games. Okay, that's fine. People like video games. And her last favorite hobby is meal prepping. <laughs> that sounds... That tracks. She sounds very anal. She lives in Laurel, Maryland. She f- she feels very uh, type A. Uh, yeah. So that, that, that severely tracks for her. Um... Let's see. So, yeah. So, Sifu is hiding from the rest of his tribe. D thinks that he was spying on him, or he was spying on them, and now doesn't trust Sifu because Sifu is hiding in the bushes. She sees him, and she thinks, didn't realize that he's hiding because that's such a weird thing to do. So, instead, she thinks that he was trying to uh, spy on them for yeah, some reason. Which is fair. It's a fair assumption. Very. I think it's a completely fair assumption because what Sifu was doing was insane to me. As uh, crazy, uh, Austin goes searching as well, uh, but he is better at it because he ends up finding a beware advantage. Um, it is a clue for the location of the idol. He because he has it, he cannot vote, and he needs to do various tasks. The first one is to sort of decipher the coded message that was on his tribe uh, nameplate. Uh, when they enter that Reba thing that they mentioned yeah. earlier. It gets a little, like, cipher code uh, to figure it out. Which, like, again, okay, so love Austin. Love Austin. He's Doing great adorable. so far. Best, best so far. Little, 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 he's gonna, he's got a lot going for him. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna make it very far. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. because, like, okay, he is athletic, and he's not necessarily, I don't think he's, like, I just think that he just I, He's a little baby. He's a little babe. He's a little babe. He's a little babe. Yeah. And like I he might be too positive for this. Well, I think I think what's going to help him is that Sifu will take the heat and he can pass by. Sifu is like too lovably lovable and like big bear energy but also like weird as hell and the things he does is weird as hell like hiding and people already magically don't trust him so because of that i think austin can pass by for a little bit i just think and the tribe seems solid so i think they can at least win to pass by even more like i hope that he proves me wrong i think he has some tenacity in him i think there's a good chance assuming he doesn't like really explode and and the and the his team sees it and they lose for various reasons. I think he can easily make it to emerge. I just think that I just every time I see Austin on screen, I'm like poor little babe. Poor little babe. Poor little babe. Um. Yeah. Uh, do you want to also know Emily's pet peeves? Sure. Uh, nearly everything. Is that what it says? Yes. Chewing, snoring, arrogance, being overly serious, which, by the way, shocker, she is being overly serious, uh, but also being overly jokey. You name it, and it probably irritates me. Why? 
I can totally see why the Survivor producers are like, let's pick this girl. They absolutely want her. This is fantastic television. Yeah. And I think that she's going to have to work really hard for people to overcome the initial reaction they have of her and the frustration that they're going to have in the first couple of days. It's kind of like, like a Carolyn situation for a different reason. Like she's a lot. Yeah. And if they can move past it, she might be okay. She's but so anti-social game. It's insane. Like, sh- she's going to have a hard time. She's going to have a hard she's time. She's going to have a hard time. Yeah. Give me, so we talked about a couple people that you were ner- nervous about. Austin, I think Austin could go fairly well. Emily, we're not sure about at all. Give me two people that you think right now, based on this first episode, that you think could make it to the merge, and two people that you think are not going to make it to the merge. Well, is it other than the obvious two? Well, it can be the obvious two. I think Emily has her day's numbers numbered. I think Brandon has his day's numbered immediately. Other than that, like on the Blue Tribe, you know, Red Red Tribe, Reba, I, I really got no read on them. Um, you know, you have some concerns about Austin. I think, if anything, Sifu, you know. I, I think, think Sifu, though, one. they might forget about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I only say, he's not going to get voted out right away. I only say Sifu because he is the the only person that has negativity towards him on the red team. But it's not even like negativity. It's just like, well, except for they think that he's spying. Yeah. Um, I think that he might fly under the radar until the merge, to be honest. I think Jake is going to have a hard time. Yep. I Bruce. think Bruce is going to have a hard time. Uh, Hannah, obviously, is gone. Brandon, I think, might have a hard time making it to the merge. Um, Emily. Emily. Who are some people you think can make it to the merge? I think Sabia. Yes, absolutely. I think Sabia will only go if people think she's a huge threat that they need to get rid of. But if if the yellow team is losing that much and they have to start dropping Sabia, they're fools. Yeah. Um, Same thing of Caleb. Same thing of Caleb, by the way. I honestly think Julie... It's fine. Okay. Yeah. We like, saw we saw a smart strategic play of not telling her that she's a lawyer. Yeah. Same thing I'll add in Katora in that same sense. Yeah, I think Katora can make it. I think I do think that Austin can make it to the merge. I think D will make it. Austin will have to work on a social game to have make sure he's safe because he can't vote. Yeah. I think D will make it. I'm a little I know you're still weary about Drew. I don't know about Drew. I don't know about Kendra. Don't know about J. Maya. I don't know about J. Maya. But Ken- also, to be fair, we didn't see much of her. Well, Kendra, I think, you know, if Kendra, Katora, and Kelly can link up and stay together, then all they have to do is bring on one more person, and then they can start, they have voting control. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's, and I, I don't know who that could be. Maybe it's Jake, because we saw, you know, sort of working together, in that, or at least socializing between him and Katora. So I don't really know what that would look like, but... You know, I think the three of them have the best chance on Bello to uh, make it through to the merge. Uh, we get to the immunity challenge. Uh, the immunity challenge is to race over a ramp into, uh, oh, you know, race up a ramp, then slide down uh, into a mud pit where you just kind of crawl through, um, and then you know everyone gets through and does that. Then you have to move a bag full of coconuts uh, sort of over this um, hump. Uh, and then you take all the coconuts, throw them out into a hoop. Uh, and then when you get enough coconuts to weigh down the hoop, weigh down the netting in the hoop, um, a little flag goes off. 
Then they have to climb a tower as a team, your classic survivor move there, and solve a survivor-themed puzzle. So Bruce, Sifu, and Sabaya are out first on their respective teams. Everyone, Lulu, goes face down during the slide. It seems yeah. like a, thing, a, a smart idea there. I'm unsure because a lot of them look like they landed directly on their face. They did. Which mainly put mud in their eyes. So I don't really know. Mud in their eyes and mud in their hands. I don't know about that one, folks. Um, Reba finishes first the mudslide and they start dragging their bags. Uh, Bello eventually overtakes them and starts unloading their coconuts first. Everyone starts b-balling some coconuts. Bello is down, is done first, followed by Reba. And then when they get to the climb, Reba dominate uh, and Brandon. Uh, takes a massive fall. Another moment in this immunity challenge for his team that Brandon just is not working. He cannot get up this wall, and he takes a massive fall and cannot do well at it. We get to the puzzle. Bello finishes so quickly I missed it. It was like it was like a minute. Yeah, I, none of us saw it because. They just nailed it. Uh, Reba follows very closely behind. Brandon looks so incredibly out of it. There's a point where you can see Kayla being like, hey, man, I think that one goes there. <laughs> like, like so, like, lovingly supportive of, like, hey, man, you're doing you're doing great, bud. I think that puzzle piece should go there. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and then goes over yeah. to do it. He looks so out of it, uh, and Lulu ultimately lose. Post-match, Brandon says he feels bad to vote for someone who competed better than he did. So Elise is self-aware. What did you think about this immunity well, challenge? Well, okay, so who did the, who for Reba did the puzzle? Was that Drew and J. Maya? I didn't write it down. It was so quick. I don't, I don't I think I it don't was know. Drew and J. Maya. I feel pretty great about my picks for that team. Yeah, um, now you're good on Drew and J. Maya. It's Jake. I don't know. I don't know about Jake. Yeah. I don't know. I who, thought my favorite I, moment. I don't know who did it on Bella. Like I said, I, I just, it happened so quickly. I did not even see who did it and what had happened. Yeah. I thought my favorite moment from that uh, challenge was when Jeff, when Bruce is going through the cage part, Jeff goes, keep your head down. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they just gave Bruce a helmet. They should just give Bruce a helmet. Yeah. That would have been. Um, Yeah. I thought it was interesting how everyone went face first down the slide because clearly they had talked about that. Yeah. There was the one person, I forget who it was, that did feet first and like there are On two Lulu? people. I don't remember. Yeah, okay. And like kept their momentum and yeah. I was like, that's great. Um Yeah, yeah feet first seems like such a good idea. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. He's not wrong. Like I would love to say he's just gotta push through and keep going and like dig deep and find find the motivation to do this i legitimately at this point don't know if he can how was hannah in this challenge if you recall i don't remember i, I don't remember, remember hannah at this challenge at all i don't remember i don't think she did the coconuts i think she everyone was fine in the mudslide they just went face down i think that was a bad like, idea i think she was fine i think it's more of she just didn't want was to she, be there was she also in the puzzle no because it was um it was it was definitely brandon and i don't remember who the other person was um stall uh um i can easily stall my my at this point in time watching the episode i really thought in my opinion the vote can't was going to come down between brandon and emily i think brandon challenge wise you lose especially this early on we need wins they don't have flint uh so they don't have fire 
uh, fire is life. We all know this, Survivor. Um, so you got to win. You have to drop, as I wrote down earlier, dead weight. Emily is very annoying on the uh, social tr- tent life, which is a, a solid point to get rid of someone. But I also, again, same thing of Hannah, is I don't think she did any bad. I mean, I, if I recall, the coconut people were really like Sabia. That's the only person I remember really dunking some coconut balls. Um, but, you know, it, but I'll take passable in a challenge versus someone who is like actively bad in the challenge, especially early on, especially when you don't have your flint. And I think going down to it, I th- don't know who they would have voted for uh, ultimately because uh, it kind of came down to a BS vote to end the first episode. Um, but maybe they would have gone Brandon. Maybe. I, I really don't know what they were thinking. Uh, right off the top there. Uh, did I stall long enough, Beanie Baby? No, I'm trying to figure out the... Yeah, no. I don't know. That's okay. That's okay. I do, like, I, like I said in that stall, I think a... You know, a performance... A, a performance that seemingly didn't you know slow down your tribe in any way between Emily and Hannah, I'll accept, versus someone who is actively bad in a challenge. And that Brandon was in two challenges. He is the guy that's been actively bad in two challenges. And because of him, you know, you can easily point fingers at him because of him. They don't have fire. Yeah. That's, you know, early on. That's bad. Yeah. That's real bad. I I don't think he's going to make it very far. And honestly, I know they're all talking about voting on Emily. Honestly, I think Brandon should be their vote. I agree. Like they're, they're voting Emily because she's abrasive and they don't like her. A fair right? camp life Which is, is important. Fair, yeah. But other than immediately assume that everyone is lying and which is honestly like I, I see the idea that it's like a safety mechanism of like if I assume everyone is lying, then like I don't get trapped by anything. But if you always assume everyone is lying, you're gonna have a an entirely different perception of how the game is happening and no one and wants then, to work with you no one wants to work with you how can you also strategize if you won't believe anything as true so like is that's gonna hurt her strategy i think if she just always assumes everyone is lying yeah um, or like go or like during this vote process like go up to people and try to work with them and say this is what we should do yeah. it's like you you're just bad mouthing people seemingly all the time why emily, would i want to work with you emily's not gonna have a social game i think Though, if she can somehow figure out how to have some sort of social game, yeah. she might not do so bad if she if people can stand her for a bit. Because honestly, like, but I, don't I think, think it's... people tend to vote off people quickly that they find annoying, and then they ignore the fact of the people that are actively hurting their tribe, yeah. which I think might have been a problem with Tika early on, mm-hmm. is like, they kind of didn't think about like you know, who's actually a detriment to our tribe. Yeah. And who's just most annoying. Let's vote them out. You know, like, because I feel like you're going to be annoyed by people no matter what. You're you're being stuck on a beach with random people that, like, you're not going to get along with everybody. And I don't necessarily think that Emily's playing the smartest game yet. I think she could if she can dial it back a little bit. I don't know what her game is. I don't yet either. But I think if she can dial back... I don't the think aggressiveness. she can. I don't think she can. I think people would like to work with her at, at the very beginning. Yeah. But then she's so aggressive and she seemingly doesn't trust anyone from the jump and yeah. like doesn't get along with anybody. It's like I think it's her not getting along with anybody versus no one want, wanting to work with her. Right. And I think 
But again, I think that the, the focusing the energy on the first vote on Emily instead of Brandon, I think is a mistake. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how that all plays out and see if we get some gleams here. Back at camp, Hannah says she felt relief after losing because then it, it means that she might be able to go home. This is, I wrote in all caps, play the game. <laughs> she doesn't want to. I said it before. Nothing annoys me more in this show than someone who actively doesn't want to play the game. Well, then that's why she's going. But that's what I'm saying is that's why they should send her home. Yeah. That, 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 and that she is shouldn't take point. the place of somebody who wants to be there. They shouldn't waste a vote on somebody who wants to be there. If she doesn't want to be there and she's not going to play the game, all she's going to be is dead weight. These are all, home. these are all true, but my frustration this moment isn't on Hannah or her tribe. My frustration is on the producers. This is poor casting, in my opinion. If it came down to this person who showed up was like, "I don't want to actually be here. This is not fun. I want to go home, sleep in an actual bed." Yada yada yada. Someone who actively does not want to do this and has no interest in doing this anymore. She fa- come to find out that's poor casting. That is, you go through. Hundreds upon hundreds of people to do this and pick 18. And you pick someone that found out day one, I don't want to do this. That You have to try to find yeah. that out. And the reason they do so much thorough casting is to avoid that. Yeah. And I'm sure that as a producer, it's the last thing you want to hear. Of course. It's of course. Uh, Hannah goes on to say she's miserable. She pitches to Brandon that she should be voted out because she wants to sleep in a bed. Uh, Brandon says he's suffering from chest pain uh, and stomach pain, and that he's starting to have acid reflux that he takes medication for. I don't know if that's anxiety or just specifically acid reflux, but all of a sudden he has, he has physical pain that he takes medication for that he can now no longer take that medication because he's on the island. He knew that going in. Uh, I'm very frustrated about these guys. Uh, he says he's going to play his shot in the dark. Yeah, that. So let's. We got to break down why Brandon thinks he's going to play his one time use shot in the dark and why he thinks that might be a good idea. Shot in the dark, he gets rid of his vote completely and he has a one in six chance of being safe. I. Why, don't, why play shot in the dark? I don't think that he's playing the shot in the dark to be safe. Part of me feels like it's an excuse or a ploy to not have to vote. Because he felt too guilty voting for anyone. True, true. I don't think this is purely a... A strategic move. A strategic of like, see if I can save my butt. It feels like uh, I'll play it off like I'm trying to save my butt. But I just, I can't fathom voting for somebody. And if they had found out that he just didn't vote... Yeah. That might have not gone well. Yeah. Yeah. If he he gets it through, that's, that's worse. Yeah. Which again, a person that doesn't want to be here, doesn't want to play the game... Well, I don't think so. Okay. That's the difference. I think that Brandon wants to be there. Okay. I think he just knows he can't. I think, I think, I, okay, I, I'll agree I think with that. he really wants to be there. I can agree with that. And he does want to push through and do it. It's just he is not physically, mentally, emotionally prepared at no. all. He, I, I, but he wants to be there. That's the difference between him and Hannah. But great. But like, get off my island. <laughs> Get he off will. My, he will get eventually. Off my, he will eventually. Get off my team. Get, get off my island. As, as the great Clint Eastwood once said, "Get off my island." Um, it, it's it's frustrating as someone, not just as someone who picked them on their team, but it's frustrating to see someone be like, 
you know, what, like, what was your preparation for this, man? Like, what were you thinking going into this? You, you have this medication that gives you acid reflux. You have very high anxiety that makes you prepared not for any part of this game. You, you don't look the most physically in shape person out here. That doesn't have, hasn't necessarily stopped other people before. Uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but he, he doesn't seem like he's in good physical health. If he's having acid reflux a lot, we need medication for it. Mentally, he's not there. He's having panic attacks day one, the first challenge. Emotionally, he's he cried the, the moment Jeff started talking to him. He doesn't seem prepared at all for this game or for this island. And it is extremely frustrating. It is frustrating. Uh, extremely frustrating. Excuse me. Um, Do I have a burp button? I don't have a burp button. No. Emily recognizes them as... Emily recognizes Sabia and Caleb as a threat on the thing. So this is her strategy play here. Uh, she recognizes they're a threat and wants to vote out one of them. She cites Caleb. Uh, and she, the reason she's... The people she's talking to, she's trying to coordinate with Hannah and Brandon to vote out Caleb. She's doing some strategy here. Um, Brandon tells Caleb about Emily's plan because he doesn't like Emily because no one likes Emily. And Caleb, uh, says that he is struggling between voting Emily or Brandon. So again, we're sort of setting up this idea of who should I vote for, Emily or Brandon? It almost feels like Caleb was going to vote for Brandon and then Brandon told him this news about Emily, maybe as a way to try to make sure he stays and is safe and can make it to the next round. Yeah. Um, which is a smart move, right? That's a smart move from Brandon. There's something there. I'll admit. There's something there. That was a good strategic play from Brandon, if that was the point. Um, but, so Caleb immediately is like, I don't know. I, maybe we have to vote Emily out. But I, my guess is Sabia and Caleb were going with Brandon. And then it was just a matter of who else was voting for who else. So we get to tribal council. Uh, we got jungle talk with Jeff. He asks about how people behave differently on the island than at home. Uh, Emily says she's more extreme and weird and aggressive on the island. Not working well for her, to no. be honest. No, no, no. But again, I I appreciate self awareness, but uh, that's not the best tactic. Hannah says she doesn't know if her heart is in the game. Sabia talks needing strength. Again, I think that's a point to there that Caleb and Sabia wanted to uh, vote out Brandon. I think that was, that's what that tells me. Emily calls out Sabia and Caleb for being strong and says kind of that strength isn't really a good, great thing or that they're a threat because of it, and that we, but also said that we should get rid of the weak. And then, you know, there's a thing of, like, Emily thinks, uh, or not Emily, uh, Hannah thinks Emily's talking about her, and Emily's like, no, I'm actually talking about Brandon. yeah. Uh, which is just another like this these three people just do not feel like there is anything future for them at all it, it's rough rough folks um uh brandon says he knows he's weak and he recognizes it says his assets are comforting people he is he he's a guy that is very much playing emotionally and you know yeah people have done that successfully right yeah, but you also. Yeah. Carolyn's Carolyn did that successfully, right? Yes, but the difference is like Carolyn has like a determination. Yeah. That Brandon doesn't have. She has like. 
determination and like I don't want to say Drive. strength. <laughs> strength, yeah. Emotionally, that Brandon doesn't really have. Oh, Emily knows what she likes and doesn't like. <laughs> that is abundantly clear. I'm sorry. I meant um, Carolyn. Oh, sorry. Yes, Carolyn. Yeah. Carolyn. Carolyn has very has a very sound understanding of her emotional strength and knows who she is and very confident in her own skin. Brandon does not read to me right now. I could be wrong in the future, but currently he does not read as someone to me that is comfortable in his own skin. He seems very he seems very lacking in confidence. And again, I chose this guy to be on my team. We go on to finish tribal council where Hannah doubles down on wanting to be voted out. She essentially says that she is willing to quit. Gets very emotional. Sean is very upset about this. Everyone's like, oh, I love you and all this other stuff. But he is quitting here, essentially. Uh, Sabia looks very disappointed in Hannah. Uh, and then Jeff's like, all right, is everyone in the same boat? All right, Hannah, you're out. Give me your give me your torch. Let me snuff it out. And to then be she fair, it is, it is frustrating as like a tribe who's like, okay, well, that's there goes an a uh, waste of our vote. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But again, you don't want someone there who is basically squandering the game. Like, when you play board games with people, it's really frustrating to, like, not everyone has to, like, be the best strategic player, but if people don't care about the game, yeah, it's frustrating because, like, then it's not fun for anybody. Mm-hmm. So I can see how that is, like, frustrating for them. To be like, well, this was a basically a wash of an opportunity yeah. to do anything or have control over any situation. You know. Yeah. It was frustrating. It was I, I was very frustrated watching this episode. Again, Hannah and Brandon are both on my team. I'm seeing two people who one person just essentially quits. Brandon fully just not here, bud. Just you can't Yeah. Don't even want to build a shelter, doesn't want to do anything. Can't not even sorry. He has a desire to want to do things. He just can't do things, and that's bad. <laughs> that's obviously bad, uh, and so that's obviously frustrating for me. Um, I'll let let's talk about MVP for this episode. That's something we obviously do for Survivor Survivor Series. Here is we talk about MVPs, who we think. As Jesse, as you are thinking of your MVP, I am going to go through. I looked up are uh so there's like fantasy survivor that's a thing where people kind of like what we did put people on their team and try to get fantasy points and all this other stuff so i have the fantasy point totals for our team so far right okay so jesse you have 15 points how are these are these based on like if their tribe wins or like yes so these are coming from fantasysurvivorgame.com so I'll look at Austin, for example. Austin was in the lead with five points in the first episode. He got one point for getting the reward, one point or two points for winning the immunity challenge because his team got the number one victory, uh, and then one another point for an island challenge, which I assume is just... Um, I don't know what an island challenge is. Uh, I guess finding a, the, the thing... He found an idol, but not an idol. He found a beware advantage, so maybe that's what it is. Like he doesn't have an idol yet, but he has a challenge. Yes, he has an island challenge. So I guess that's what that is. Um, but so he has gotten five points versus someone like Hannah, who actually got two points uh, somehow this episode. 
Um, I don't know how she got two points. I can only see one point for Island Challenge. So I don't really know completely how these things are tabulated. Um, And she has two points despite everyone else on her tribe getting one point. So I don't really understand completely how this website's tabulated. Maybe I'll do a different website and figure this out later. Uh, But at the very least, right now, according to FantasySurvivor.com, you have 15 points. Uh, Drew and Jay Maya got you four points. Jake and Katora got you three. And Sabia got you one. Um, And on my team, I have uh, 11 points. So you have 15. I have 11. Brando got me three. Julie got me four. Hannah got me two and got voted out. So she's done done. I'm not getting any more points from her. Brandiga and Caleb both got me one. Again, I'll double check those point things because I don't really know how those point totals actually make sense to me. So uh, I'll, I'll figure that out, folks. But uh, until then, right now it is 15 to 11. Jesse is in the lead by four and I completely lost someone on my tribe. Um, all right, let's talk MVP. Who, let's think, who do you think was the MVP of this episode? Brandon. (laughs) I think he's the LVP for sure. Uh, Maybe Hannah. Maybe Hannah. Poor babe. Poor babe. I, I feel bad. I feel bad for being this critical of him, but you know, them's the breaks. He put in a horrendous performance in this episode. Yeah. And I understand where he's coming from, and that sucks. I hate anxiety. I have anxiety attack issues as well. But it is like that is a horrendous performance. Like outside of that, like yeah, um, it's all about drive. It's all about power, as The Rock once said. Um, MVP. Um, any any thoughts? Really, I don't really have a distinct person, so I might just. Part of me was thinking. I got. I, ha, I I think I have someone in mind. I think now that I think about it, I think I have someone in mind. I was thinking Sean, for pulling Brandon out of the water, and also attempting very, attempting to build a shelter Doesn't with his team. Doesn't succeed in that though. Who he was trying to herd cats. Okay. Yeah. 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 We all know you have to give them treats to, to herd them. I think that's a, that's a good point. I think you know Katora is a solid pick. True. I think that's a solid pick. Uh. You know, Drew might be a good pick as well. Sabia uh, maybe is a good pick, even though her tribe did lose twice and she lost a loss the challenge, the sweat and savvy. But she looks strong at the very least in all these losses. Um, But when you have your MVP in mind, Jess, we'll say at the exact same time. Uh, So let me know when you are ready because I believe I have my pick for who the MVP of this episode was. And I do think, me thinking about it, I think it's fairly obvious why he, or she, or they, uh, may be the MVP of this episode. So, did I buy enough time? Do you have an idea? Yeah. All right, ready? So, mm-hmm. yeah, three, two, one. Three, two, one, Sean. Austin. Oh, you're going with Austin because he found a thing. But he was on the team that won both the reward challenge and the immunity challenge, and he also found a beware advantage. Uh, so he is—he's uh, done the most work in this episode. But yeah. you say Sean for those sort of same sort of reasons from before. Yeah, but I could—I could get behind Austin also being an MVP. Fair enough. We should give like a—we should uh, maybe give like a bonus point whoever we decide the MVP is. Um, but Austin was on neither of our teams, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, all right. The other thing we wanted to do this episode before we go um, is we wanted to 
talk about those teams that we've created. And I think we both we both agreed during this episode that, especially because Hannah and Brandon are my team, and I felt really bad, and I was getting upset. Listen, uh, uh, just be a better judge of character. <laughs> just judge people more harshly, and you'll be fine. That's fair. So we, we decided that we thought it would be fair, especially after the first episode, especially after seeing these people. Seeing them in action. Seeing them in action officially, if we both allowed ourselves to trade, not trade, with each other. S- no. swap out with someone on the on the free agency let's say uh and put them into our team both now on episode one one person one person so for instance i can swap out if you know swap out caleb for someone you know swap out caleb for austin you know is an option um we can swap out one person uh and we'll also be able to do the exact same thing after merge after the merge so those are the only times we'll be able to do that Otherwise, we are locked in for this entire uh, season. Um, in this case, where I uh, lost Hannah, and we're not doing doing the swap and everything, I'm not picking up a fifth person again. I've lost that fifth person slot. I am down bad. I need to pick swap out someone and pick up someone that's going to get me new points. And we'll swap out someone and get you new points. That and we'll count those points in our fantasy team for this first episode. Um, Actually, I don't think we should. I think we should. It counts now, so second episode is when we count those points for this new person. So we're locked in right now at 1511. Okay. So who should go first in swapping and picking uh, new people? Um, well, why don't you go first because you know. Oh, that's that's fair. Uh, and I think I have a fairly obvious person. I just need points on the board right now, and this guy might get me some points on the board. So I'm easily And also 100%. because you're down a person, I'll let you pick first. I, that's very kind of you. Um, I am going to get rid of Brandon. Is that a surprise? No, not at all. <laughs> Is that a surprise to anybody of how, how badly I dunked on this guy, Emily-esque, in this episode? Uh, Listen, but I want him to get better. I want him to do well. I just... I would it's love a matter that. of, like, if Brandon dug deep and could figure out how to get through all of this and can do the challenges, he might do okay. But I don't know if that turnaround is going to happen on the island. And I agree. Uh, there, I have a couple of options of people I would love to pick up. Um, I think... Sean is an interesting person, but we haven't seen enough uh, from the yellow team. Uh, I like this concept of Kelly, Katora, and Kendra, uh, but you already have Katora, obviously. Um, and then on the red team, I think Austin's a high-level pick right now, but will that be able to continue? That's the question from him. And from there, I'm not confident in Sifu. D saw Sifu, so that's something, but that's not really anything in my book. So right now, I'm kind of between, honestly, Austin and Kelly. I thought Kelly was good, too. Plus, if you want to do the whole meta narrative of, um, you know, of screen time or whatever, uh, Kelly, for sure, got a lot more screen time than, like, Kendra did in terms of interviews. So um, maybe that says something about her. I think also, based on our pre-interview stuff, I thought Kendra was just might have the chance to upset more people just she's more weird we, we that's a thing some people can play it well like carolyn some people can't so I, I i was unsure about that but and also a three-person alliance is very sexy austin i have no idea what alliance you have and right now you have no vote yeah um so he can easily go and he is 
he doesn't even have his idol yet. So, I don't know. I think I'm going to pick up my gut. My heart, my brain says Austin. My gut says Kelly. I don't know why. My gut has been wrong severely before. And Kelly was someone I was interested in in the beginning. So I think I'm just going to go with my gut here and go with Kelly. So I'm dropping Brandon. I am picking up Kelly. She is now my new member on my team. So now I have two blues, two... Oh, sorry. Yes, two, one yellow, two blues, and a red. And that is everything on my team. So I'm picking up Kelly. She's in a three-person alliance. Kelly was on my list. Yeah, she's in a three-person alliance. I think she has a a solid chance right now, a solid foundation right now. Austin looks real hot right now, but I'm concerned that he could flame out. Hopefully, I'm not wrong, folks. Part of me for mine is, do I just want to change someone out because I have the opportunity? I am worried... Again, your team is Sabia, Katora, Jake, Drew, and Jay Maya. I am worried about Jake and Drew. And yes, am I worried about just the guys on my team? Yeah. So my worry here's my worry with with Drew. Um is his perception of himself completely off? He's like, Fair I'm point. the smartest guy on the team on this, in this like, a, a, season. It's not even season, just I think forever. Forever or whatever. He's also like, I've got Drew and I've got Basile. And like, I don't know if I believe this idea that like he's a cool raging frat boy yeah. on one side coin. I don't know like if he has the right, like any scope of like perception of himself that is like accurate yeah we haven't also and seen like could that red. become a problem when he thinks things are happening one way but they're not because like he doesn't see how he is with other people could be like an overconfidence issue yeah where it clouds his judgment then my problem with jake is that he's from state farm he's we're, from state farm he's he's where you already being pegged as the uh cunning attorney which i feel like He's not. He's gonna probably bust that myth pretty quickly. Plus, there's already one person that we know about, Kendra, wanting to vote him out. Yeah, and Katora's more I than happy to go with that. Don't get a cunning attorney vibe from him, but <sighs> excuse me. What do I know? Um, but yes, there's already someone who's trying to use him as a scapegoat. So, and like, I just didn't get the best. Uh, vibe from him in his interviews i don't know it might be because he's from boston and you know what maybe i'm prejudiced against people from boston you hate dunkin donuts no maybe i'm just off put by people from boston you're not a celtic fan no not at all do you actually uh pro cop in the pro boston cop slide incident no i don't know what that means (laughs) you you didn't see that have you seen that video the cop going down the slide no. Oh my God, folks, we are we are watching this right now. Okay. Well, the podcast is on hold. <laughs> we have to look up the Boston. I was thinking consulate. of trying to pick up Sean, right? Okay. But do I? Am I? I don't. My gut doesn't. There's no clear person that I'm like drop them. Yeah. 
I think I'm just not wanting to have Drew or Jake on my team. But I think my worry is, like, I didn't get enough screen time with either of them to know of the two who might be more of a target. Uh Uh-huh. And might be unable to evade that hit. It feels like because of Jake's outgoing personality, he might become more of a target than Drew initially. I could just wait till the merch. And if one of them doesn't make it, I pick up Sean. I guess that's fair is that you don't have to do this. I know. And I'm like, do I, am I just doing it because I have the opportunity to do it? I think I am. I think I need to see who doesn't make it. All right. That's fair. I, I don't think you have enough data to really get I don't. Out. I don't. There's I, no the, gut the, feeling. The weakest point person you have right now is Sabia, and she is easily the best person on that team. Yeah. On Lulu. I, I think my gut is like, there's nothing, so just don't do anything. So I think I'm going to trust my judge of character, and I'm going to see who doesn't make it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to pick after the merch if I lose anybody. If I even lose anybody. Wow. Speaking about overconfidence. I not even lose anybody because I picked a good-ass team. All right. So you've never seen the police, the police Boston cop slide? No. All right. So let me show you this video. Can they hear it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, f- Why was it so <laughs> How do you go down a slide that so incorrectly? what's happening here, Jeff. So this... Okay. This okay. What? So it's like a tube slide, right? Yes, this is a play random this playground. This is a playground, a tube slide, and you just see feet first <laughs> over the side, <laughs> battered around. Did the man bring his weapon on this? Yeah, you can see his like weapons like flying off of him. What the fuck lands like on his face, slides on the ground. Yeah, what a dumbass. You can't hear the sound. How do you go down a slide that in- incorrectly? Me and the listeners are the only people who can hear the sound. You can't hear the sounds, but <laughs> the sounds are great. What is it like? Oh, 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 oh. oh my god. You can hear the thuds. Has this man never gone down a slide before? I, no, I don't know what happened here. No one, I wasn't really bothered what happened here. Why are his arms underneath of him? <laughs> I'll, I'll turn that off and just play, give that to you. Oh give that to you to enjoy. Um, but uh, there you go. That's the Boston Clarkson. It's a lot of clanging. Oh my god. <laughs> there is a lot of clanging there. Like, he looks like a mannequin. Just being like flung down the slide. My God, it's real rough. How are you? It's real rough, folks. How? 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 Anyways, that's Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ooh, what a nice little logo there you drew. Um, that's Survivor Series. We appreciate everyone for listening. Before you go, before you turn off the podcast. Um, if you have any thoughts about what we said today, if we thought we were way too harsh on Brandon, or me specifically, uh, let us know, uh, because you can email the show, giving us some contact with our listeners, you can email the show, uh, series at gmail.com. And Scurvivor is S-C-U-R, V-I-V-O-R. S-C-U-R, V-I-V-O-R. 
I said S C U R V I V O R series series at gmail.com. Um, so yes, Survivor Series at gmail.com. Hit us again. That is S C U R V I V O R at Survivor Series at gmail.com. Again, uh, and if you think that um, I'm being too judgmental and mean, um, don't tell her. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't need to know. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I have to be judgmental yeah. because. I have to pick people, and I need my team to do well. Yeah, yeah. No, I try not to be harsh because they are real people. But also, I do know that as fact. Yeah, because um, one of them might show up to be your podiatrist. Yeah, what, fun one fact day, for the new listeners: what, one day one you day might you... stumble into your podiatry office, and there's Josh <laughs> from season forty-four. Um, again, thank you everybody for listening to this episode. Give us your comments and questions at again Series at gmail um, and we'll read them out on the show, obviously, and shout you out. Unless they suck, then we won't read them out. Oh, Chess. <laughs> I'm kidding. Chess. Yes, the sass is really high today. I don't know what's it's, going it's on with me. It's been high all week, folks. Uh, hey. I love you. I love um, you, too. W- give us some plugs. What, are, what's, what's your, what have you been enjoying this past week that you would like? Or what's something that you've enjoyed or thought about or whatever in the past week that you would I like to... i uh, about chocolate a lot recently. <laughs> Uh, oh, did you mean like that I'm watching? I think, I think you said chocolate last episode oh, too. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> just it's just that we never have enough in the house. Yeah. That uh. You have there is you have some chocolate. No, I don't. Where do I have chocolate? We have an entire bin of chocolate and, and candy and stuff. It's all expired. <laughs> then throw it and out. It all sucks. Then throw it out. <laughs> uh. No, I mean. Yeah, I think it's just like chocolate. It's really where I'm at. Um, You're a chocolate gal. I'm a chocolate gal, and I'm really here for it. Uh, I'm gonna learn how to sew, so there's that. What do you recommend bridal showers? Are you pro or anti bridal showers after, uh, this, after I mean, this weekend? If you have a bridal shower and you're like me, uh, have the right people throwing it. Um, You're saying that because you had a great team yes, throwing it. Highly recommend. I don't like being in the middle of things i also don't like cheesy things not cheeses and cheese i love cheese but i don't like corny things and, and I not don't, corn she likes i corn. do like corn uh i like corn <laughs> i seen, like corn <laughs> i was gonna say you've seen that video but it's i like turtles is the right no there's an i like corn have you not seen i like corn i've no i've seen corn okay I've, I've, but the way you said it sounded like you the i like turtles because i think in my brain i mixed the two together um no, yeah, I mean, like we did, we had some. The games were like they had a couple. They had, like one or two. They were like, guess how many things is your? It's like you don't have to interrupt your day to do this. There's no toilet paper in your shirt. None of the running around the yard, uh, and the. I don't like. They didn't. They weren't gonna like have me sit in a chair and open gifts. Yeah. And I was like, it might be nice for the people that like. Showed up to like, get that time. But I was like, I told my sister, I was like, don't let it get quiet. Like, if everyone's silent looking at me, I don't want it. And so they kind of just, like, kept the party going, but people were sitting there. Yeah. And I liked that. Um, Highly recommend, if you're not a huge fan of, if you're like me and don't like uh, being the center of attention all the time, but you do want to see all the people you love, um, an evening cocktail bridal shower was actually really fun. Yeah. It was real nice. It was a lot. It was, like, kind of, like, laid back. Real nice. Highly recommend. All the gifts that we received from the bridal shower are obviously great. 
Which one are you most excited to use? Real thinker. I mean, we don't have the wine glasses, but those. But the Nintendo Switch controller is also great. Also, a heating pad. Very excited for that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You mean a blanket? No. <laughs> uh, what else did we get? Uh, a bunch of different things. I was just saying, if there was one that really stuck out to you, that you know, we got a food processor. We got. We didn't get press. the. Well, it's in. It's not here. I know. I know. But the, what of those things are you like? Oh, I'm. I'm excited to use this. That the wine glasses. You're so excited for the wine glasses. I'm really excited for the wine glasses. But also, I'm really excited uh, for the panini press because I'm a huge fan of. I don't like just like warm sandwiches. It's either got to be a cold sandwich or a hot sandwich. Yeah. <gasps> Excuse me. Uh, so I'm excited for the panini press. Also a griddle. Yes, it is. You can open it up to be a griddle. Yeah. What are you most excited for? The panini press. I've been I've been perfecting my ham, egg, and cheese sandwiches. The other day, I'll tell you this much. The other day. The other day, I was thinking about my ham, egg, and cheese sandwiches, and I thought, would it at all be possible for one of the breads to be a bread egg, and the egg is in the bread as a sandwich? Mm. And I don't know. It's a great idea on paper. But I don't know if I like it would it work. I like the way that you have it. I do it's too. Nice. Well, because it's, it's basically a bread egg already. It's just it's like just the, in the middle. It's just a little bit less bread, a little bit more bread. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it'll work. Plus, it's on top, and you don't want to touch the yolk on top with yeah, your fingers. No. Um, so I think if I did like a triple stack, you know, and had a bread yeah. egg in the middle. Um, what if we had like a Patreon tier where like once we get our panini press, like you make a sandwich for a listener that isn't our and send send the sandwich through the mail they would come over and have a sandwich if you pay this much in your patreon tier yeah ryan makes you a ham egg and cheese for a thousand dollars a month you can come to my house and i will make you a sandy um that's that'll be the new tier it's the same it's the santa it's the sandy clause tier sandy clause Sandy, <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> I like that better. Sandy, um, that's it for this week's episode of Survivor Series. We'll be back a little bit earlier next week. Again, we had that bridal shower, so uh, that's you know of importance. We'll be back next week um, with an all new episode talking episode two of Survivor. I cannot wait, folks. Um, so again, yeah, I'm excited. So because yeah, now you have uh, good tea. <laughs> Now I have a great team. I'm sorry. Well, I'm being harsh. I'm still down one, so that's going to be rough. That's, that's going to be rough for me to come back, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, leave your questions at scurviverseries at gmail.com, and we can't wait to talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.